Gracious and Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time of your word. Come, Holy Spirit, come and move me behind the cross. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable, dear Lord. For we give you all the honor and the glory and the praise this day. From the word, the songs, and the ministry that surround us, let us be servants unto you. And let the word be pleasing unto you this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to ask you what these three things may have in common. A young child at the mall with their parents trying to get them to buy something. The woman who was kneeling at the foot of God at Jesus asking him to do something. And James Brown. Say that's a tongue twister. Say, say that again. A child at the mall is trying to get their parents to buy something they don't want them to have. The woman who was at the Lord's feet and James Brown. They all were great beggars. or whatever they are this day and the woman pleaded with Jesus to save her child I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you needed to plead with somebody maybe it was the police officer and you asked him please don't give me a ticket because I'm 15 and a half years old and I just got this permit and I begged my parents to let me have this permit. And I really didn't see the stop sign. Or maybe you are that person who is pleading with a teacher. I really was in fifth period. I wasn't near the locker. I really was in fifth period. Or maybe we're pleading with one another, just cheer me up. Because a lot of times it's not until we get to the point that we're willing to plead and beg does life get our attention. So I ask you this morning, how strong is your faith? Will you stand on it tough enough to plead about it? Is your faith so strong you will be persistent and you're even willing to be like James Brown? Please, 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 help me, Lord. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you pleaded with someone or your faith has been tested or your persistence was struggling and nothing seemed to work and you just screamed out to the Lord, Lord, help me. And then running across your mind, it just said, please, 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 
maybe you're a parent and your child is deathly sick. And you're at their bedside. I, I doubt that you would think of a James Brown song and begin pleading with them, but you would begin begging God, save my child. The man says that song like, 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 like this was said, ain't too proud to bet. Ain't too proud to say, God, help me. Heal my child. Even if that child had just gotten in trouble at school or ran your car into somebody else's car in the Walmart parking lot. You still say, please, please. Save my child. <laughs> and you may not be asking them to save them from the doctor. You may be asking them to save them from you. <laughs> but ever how the plea goes up, you would still say, Lord, help me and hear my cry. When I had kids in school, I struggled with this time of the year because it never seemed to amaze me how much they would put this and that on sale. And the very thing I wanted to go in the store to get the 10 cent paper would never be there when I got there. But everything else would be there, the 29 cent tablets, the 32 cent notebooks, the 59 cent ink pens. And then something way over here Matte pencils. I didn't know what a matte pencil was until I had to buy so many of them. We just used rubber pencils and drew the map. You have that matte pencils and colored pencils and special chalk and tissues and I just would struggle at school time. And then no matter what I purchased, there would always be that one thing. Mommy, this is the thing that everybody has. I just don't understand why it is that I can't seem to get in that section that has this. And I simply say, I don't beg, don't please. That's not in the budget. So if you think I only say that to the church, I say it to my child before I even got to the church because I would say to him, don't plead with me. But it's something about pleading and begging that just hits you right in the heart. Can you imagine the woman pleading with Jesus? Heal my child. It doesn't say what the child had, but heal my child. Heal him. And if you only read that part of the scripture, you simply think this passage was simply about a request healing. But the reason that the other previous passages stated there, though we did not read it, is to help us understand the context. The story around the story, where the people were, what was going on at that time of day, to help you understand the nature of the bleeding, the pleading and the begging. For you see, the Pharisees weren't one that had a lot of mercy to give. They weren't necessarily what we might consider some of the most gracious people. But 
that they had particular rules and regulations and in the passage from 10 to 20, they were talking about things that were going on and they wanted to under Jesus understand everything about the rules and regulations. And the Pharisees were particular because they did not want things to happen or people to have things that if they hadn't gone through the law to receive them, they should not have them. And for you see, the other part of this story is who was the Canaanite woman? If you read deep into this text, you'll find that Jesus and the Pharisees and many other people only felt as though Jesus was there for the people of Israel. But you see, the Canaanite woman wasn't an Israelite. She was one of those other people. You know what it's like to be on the margins. You're not part of the main crew in the school. You're not part of the boss's favorite people. You're kind of on the side. The Canaanite women, the Canaanite people weren't the chosen people. They weren't the Israelites, so they were on the side. But it didn't stop us from coming to the one and most gracious Jesus Christ. And the story goes on to say that she begged and she pleaded. And she pleaded with a powerful healer named Jesus Christ. She pleaded because her persistent faith was important enough to seek someone who could be the very person to heal her life. And it wasn't so much that she was asking on her behalf, she was asking on her child's behalf. But because she wasn't part of the inner crew, The disciple said, she, go away. Jesus, make her go away. She, go, go away. Well, you see, the disciples knew she was a Canaanite woman, and they felt as though they could protect Jesus and keep him only focused on the Israelite people, for it's not clear, but they're trying to keep him away from the other people. Has there ever been a time in your life that you were other person? You were on the margin? You weren't in the main crowd? But the person who could help you was the main crowd, super main crowd person. The person who could be in charge of you getting a promotion was part of the main crowd. And they were the president of the main crowd club. But you were on the outside. Is your faith strong enough to plead? Is your faith strong enough to beg? Would you go to the person who's over that department and say, Please, 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 I need my job. Please, 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 I need the bonus that you promised me before you change the commission plan. Please, 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 I need those hours. It doesn't matter what the hour per hour rate is. But I need 42 and a half hours every week to keep my lights on, my bills paid. And by the grace of God, I can't take a cut right now. It doesn't matter whether you're the president or the janitor or anybody's job in between. All of our jobs are important. And we need 
to be able to plead if that's where we are right now. But maybe that's not your situation. And maybe you have never needed to plead with Jesus Christ. And maybe you've never had a child who's sick because you don't have that problem. Everything in your life is perfect. This week I had an opportunity to travel to Bryan College Station. I didn't know what I would experience there, but I invited some of our young people and Miss Angela Margo to go because there was a workshop for young people. Little did I know when I arrived Friday night to register and take care of everything. Normally I go ahead, but I didn't think to get the check-in on time, and I was a little leery about going. But when I got there, there was a blessing, and this woman said to me, Don't worry, we paid for ten people. All your people can come. Don't write another check. And I was praising God, and she said, Do you know that church that was at annual conference a few years ago? I said, Yes, ma'am, I know the church. She says, Well, we've had a situation, and the people who are supposed to lead our praise dance workshop for our kids had a car accident. Nothing happens by mistake, and this woman began to plead with me, Will you call your people? And see if your students are willing to help train other students in the understanding of what praise dance is about, understanding what it means to be involved in the life of your local church. Don't happen by mistake. We began to pray together and talk together, and I said, well, I'll, I'll give them a call. She says, I know they're going to say yes because this is more than just a coincidence. And she continued to beg and plead. I said, hold up, hold up. I'm going to call her. She never the change. Devil convinced me I'm going to call her. And I called and the answer was definitely, we'll do it. They got on the road and the blessing was they were leaving put out our car. We had everything figured out. And then the car stopped in the driveway. Never left Fort Arthur, Texas. I said, wait a minute. One group of children then got hit and another one can't leave the city. To God be the glory, whatever this is about, these children are supposed to bless these other children and those other children are supposed to bless us. I said, please, Angela Malvo. <laughs> Please, baby, please keep me talk to your mama. I'm glad Miss Bell keeps gas in the car. And then as they got on the road and took the scenic route, things continued to happen. And instead of arriving at one time, they arrived a little later, but they got there right on time. They blessed other students and other students blessed them back and there was a fellowship there because they had a chance to see other Christians in another part of town that they had not seen. Lord, help me in this. So I say to you this morning, it's good to know the Lord hears our cry. It's good to know that he wakes us up in the morning with a good and sound mind. It's good to help us understand that when you read 
the first line of uh, Psalms 133, it talks about can we live in peace, kindred spirits working one another together to live in unity. Because when we cry out to God and we ask for Him to help us, the very person you may help us is sitting right next to you, or sitting in that corner, or sitting in another pew, or standing on the corner of Gulfway, or around the corner, or up the street, at the school, library, over somewhere else, looking at us, and my helper is right there. Have you thought about somebody who you've pleaded and begged with and never said thank you? Have you thought about the times that he has saved your life and you never once said thank you? Have you thought about the moments when it's just the little things in life? Like the fact that I was driving and I called down Alan and I said, I know there was a reason you should come. Because we drove through watermelon country, Hempstead, Texas, and when we came back there was a little man on the side of the road. He said, do you know anything about watermelon? I had to beg and please don't know my life. I didn't know there were three, four different kinds. But let me tell you about this one, and let me tell you about this one. And towards then I wanted to say, he's a watermelon expert, but I don't need to know that much. I just wanted to pick up one off the road. So there's times when we go and we're begging and pleading and asking people to help us, and when they help us, we have to be willing to receive the help. So you see, when the woman was persistent, and it talks about her willingness, even though if you read close in the scriptures, she got a little feisty with Jesus. Uh, even the dogs will eat the crumbs off of the master's table. Read into that. This is a Canaanite woman talking to a man of God in a bold and empowered way. But what did he say to her after her persistence and her begging and her pleading? He said, your faith. Not your mama's faith, your grandmama's faith, your cousin's faith, two or three other people's faith. Your faith. So if you don't get anything else out of this message, the faith factor is enough to make you beg Jesus Christ. The faith factor is enough for you to go to Jesus and say, please, 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 Lord, help me. The faith factor in your life is enough to turn your life around. Stand on your faith. Stand on your faith because Jesus Christ is the ultimate healer. He only, not only says, you can plead unto me, but I am the most high God. I am the powerful healer. And because your persistent faith has been brought unto me over and over and over again, I will heal your child. That's a hallelujah praise to somebody's mama and daddy who's had a sick child. That's a hallelujah praise if you've been a sick child. That's a hallelujah praise if you know what it means to be sick and he brought you back. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. That's good news. Because he could have said, you're not part of the Israelite tribe. You're not part of the in crowd. You're not part of the ones that I've chosen. But her faith made a whole. 
good news today, church. Jesus is still in the healing business. He's still in the faith-sending business. He's still in the business of responding to us and planning for our life. Oh, Lord, heal our community is my constant prayer. Is it yours? Plead with Jesus to heal our community. Plead with Jesus to turn our lives around. Plead with Jesus to be the God that he says he will be. And when he gives us the help, will you do your part? Stand this morning. The hymn of invitation is different than it is in the bulletin. We will sing 140, which is great as our faithfulness. For we are a mighty people of God. This day, stand as the doors of the church are open. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, or your faith has gotten a little weak, don't be afraid to plead with Jesus. Don't be afraid to call out to Jesus and say, please, 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 heal my heart. Please, 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 bring me into relationship. Please, 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 be the God of the great Great is thy faithfulness is what we 